The Death of Facebook Interest Targeting, Shifting Budget Priorities by John Loomer. This is the audio version of a blog post that can be found at johnloomer.com slash interests. I don't like making things black and white. There's a time and place for interest targeting in Facebook ads, but it's far less central to my advertising than it once was. This isn't because it's necessarily less effective than before, though some may disagree since the merger of precise and broad interest targeting. It's more about the emergence of better options that has made interest targeting far less necessary. So the purpose of this post is to explore why interest targeting is dropping in priority and align the types of targeting you should be using instead. First of all, what is interest targeting? I shouldn't assume you know what I'm talking about here. When creating an ad and power editor or the self-serve ad tool, you're able to list interests to target. Now, and I provide a screen grab in my blog post, but it, this allows me to target people who have expressed an interest in or like pages related to particular brands and uh, brands and pages and people. And um, as you probably know, if you've experimented with this, not all brands will show up. If you try to target my page, it does not show up. I don't know why that is. It's not based on a threshold size. Um, it's just kind of a, you know, it's, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But anyway, while this does include people who like these pages, it also includes users interacting with them. Um, the way Facebook had originally um, explained it in their help center was pages that were mentioned on their profile or on their timeline. So it doesn't necessarily mean they like them, but they've interacted with them in some way. Okay, so the, what are the weaknesses of interest targeting? So first of all, the merger of interest targeting, which was the combining of precise and hashtag interests, has caused a headache for some marketers. I haven't had a big issue yet, but I know a lot of, a lot of people have. I've heard of examples where the potential audience targeted has multiplied as a result, and bigger is not always better in the case of targeting. Now, that's also why it was important to be targeting a very specific interest to start. For example, I was targeting a group of brands that includes Mari Smith, Amy Porterfield, and Social Media Examiner. The audiences for those interests changed very little, if at all, after this merger. But if you targeted something more broadly, like social media marketing, for example, you've likely seen effectiveness decrease. Now, the second major weakness of interest targeting is that you're putting a great deal of faith in the brands you focus on. You assume they built a highly relevant audience that would be interested in your brand. But what if their fans were bought or brought in through poorly targeted advertising? We know how, we know how that can be done. You guessed it, you may be accidentally running ads targeted at bots and fake accounts, or just not very relevant people. There's little way of knowing how a brand built their audience, so you take a bit of a risk by targeting it. Okay, so the new Facebook ads targeting priority. Interest targeting now only needs to be done when you have no other options. The truth is that you can very easily target users who already have a connection to your brand. So let's go in order of the way I see the priority list uh, of ways you should be targeting. Number one, fans. Some will scoff at paying to reach your fans. 
Some people don't have a proper understanding of Facebook and don't grasp how valuable this group of people can be. Yes, you should pay to build your fan base with ads. Yes, you you will reach them organically. And no, you won't reach every fan with a single post. Once you get over that, and because I know a lot of people talk about double dipping. Oh, I paid to, to build my audience and get them to like my page. I shouldn't have to pay to reach them again. Get over that. Once you see the value of this, it makes a lot of sense. So when you understand how Facebook works, you know that expecting a high percentage of your fans to read a single post is unreasonable. But if you promote it, you can reach more. These are the people most likely to buy from you. I've found it time and time again. I ran a campaign promoting my Power Editor course, targeting fans and non-fans. They got a total of 35 times ROI. When I, when I targeted fans, it was way better than that. I didn't, tar- I didn't sell anything to non-fans who had no connection to me. Should I just say, oh, I paid, to re- I paid to make them my fans already. I shouldn't pay to promote this. If I did that, think of how much less money I make. It's, it's crazy to think that way. You can get incredibly high, high ROI when running ads promoting your product to your, to your fans. Sure, you could just share an organic post to this group. But as you know, you likely won't get 10% of your fans to see it organically. So why not promote the post if it's likely to result in positive ROI? I always scratch my head when I hear a marketer tell me they pay for Facebook ads, but don't promote anything to their fans. You're leaving money on the table. Number two, custom audiences, email subscribers. This is likely your most valuable list. This includes not only those who subscribe to your newsletter, but those who bought from you. Create ads to target your email subscribers who aren't currently fans. Do this to increase your fan base, but also do it to promote posts and sell products. Now, you may wonder why I list your current customers second after fans, even though I mentioned this is your most important list. I personally found that fans respond best on Facebook. They expect to see you in their newsfeed and provide the most positive feedback. It's just all about context. It doesn't mean that email subscribers who aren't fans don't want to see you. It's just that, in my experience, this group doesn't get me quite the response that I get from fans. When you target this group, make sure to exclude fans. There's no reason to hit them twice. Run ads to get them to like your page, read a blog post, or buy a product. Alright, so number three. Website custom audiences. For website visitors, you have no idea how happy I am that this feature is available. Very few of your website visitors are subscribers to your email list. Or, more precisely, this is the case if you get much traffic from places other than your email list. 60% of my traffic comes from Google. As a result, this feature fills a gaping hole. Without it, you could target your fans and email subscribers, but there were still potentially huge numbers of users who read your content, but who are not being targeted in your ads. In a little over two weeks, my base website custom audience has nearly 100,000 users on it. That's 100,000 unique users who have visited my website and are on Facebook. Considering there are only 16,000 people on my email list and about 40,000 people who like my Facebook page, that means there are at least 44,000 new people being targeted who are familiar with my content. And what better group to target when promoting a post than someone who has recently visited my website? You can make an argument that this may be even more relevant than your fan base when it comes to post promotion. 
The beauty of WCA is that you can promote a post while also excluding those who already read it. That's being efficient and limiting waste. Of course, you should also target website visitors who aren't fans and try to convert them. And they are also likely buyers, so you should target them when promoting products. An example of this is my ad that promotes my one-on-one service. It basically says, Facebook ads work. You're seeing this ad because you visit my website. I can help you get more, of, get more out of your efforts. Click below for more info. And it's like, oh, wow, this guy knows I visited his website. It's kind of cool that he targeted me in this way. I want to learn how to do this too. Number four, lookalike audiences. Now, it's a very short step from lookalike audiences to interest targeting, but I prioritize lookalikes first. If you aren't familiar with lookalike audiences, this is when Facebook generates an audience of users you can target who are similar to one of your custom audiences. We can assume they do this by combing through mounds of data that will include interests, demographics, and more. The key here is that you aren't guessing which brands to target. You're, you're using your proven customers or website visitors as a starting point for this lookalike audience list. While I rarely target lookalike audiences when selling products, I will target them when building my fan base, promoting an especially popular post, or driving registrations for a free webinar. Number five, interests. And that brings us here. As you can see, there are four really good targeting options before you even get to interests. I still target interests, but I put a smaller percentage of my budget into them than I once did. I use Graph Search to, come, to help me find the interest to target by doing things like pages liked by people who like John Loomer Digital. And I also cross interests with users on lookalike audience lists. Users on a lookalike audience also connected with certain interests to make that targeting more relevant. This is mainly for audience building now, though it isn't as effective as targeting website visitors who aren't fans. And I'll also occasionally target people by interest to promote posts. So let's discuss the evolution of your Facebook ads targeting. Now, I also understand that, for, that the first four targeting types may not always be much of an option. Let's assume that you just started both your business and your page. In that case, you don't have fans yet. Your email list is just getting started, and traffic to your website may be non-existent. So in the beginning, the bulk of your budget may go in this order. First interests, then look like audiences, then fans, then custom audiences, then website custom audiences. That doesn't change priority list. That, that order remains the same. It's just that you're going to exhaust that list so quickly that you need to expand the net to grow. This is also why it's so important to not only build your fan base, but grow your email list and website traffic as well. The more people who visit your website and subscribe to your newsletter, the larger the rel relevant audience of people you can target. As you grow, more and more of your budget should go towards targeting your fans, email list, and website visitors, shifting away from interests and lookalikes. Now it's your turn. How much of your budget do you dedicate to targeting interests versus the other methods? Let me know in the comments. Go to johnlumer.com interests. This concludes the audio version of this blog post. I hope you enjoyed it. It's really just an experiment. Make sure to let me know in the comments of this blog, blog post if it's something that you enjoy. Because um, I may start doing more of it. Thanks.